They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Truth. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to an episode filled with possibilities. And one that might help you fill your bank accounts. Calm down, Chester Copperdouches. Niente. Kids must have cleaned them out, Mom. Sure, right before they ate him. Stupid. Oh, man. R.I.P. Ann Ramsey. She was the fucking best, dude. Hey, that's Mama Fratelli to you. <laughs> and yes, she was. <laughs> Kids suck. Uh, alas, no sloths or chunks this week. Well, I mean, I do a mean truffle shuffle, but... <laughs> that you do, and if you, if you jump on his OnlyFans, you can see it as well. <laughs> Hopefully none of you guys end up like Chester Copperpot after we regale you with multiple real treasure that are still out there and you can go looking for them yourselves. Don't tell people how to live their lives. They can die if they want to. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. No, wait, no! No! (laughs) Fuck! No take backs. Good lord. Moving on, (laughs) thankfully. We are broadcasting this week from the lower fourth dimension, also known as Chicago via Parts Unknown Colorado. We are hosts and lead treasure hunters this week i'm Brent hand he's david flora and hugh downs and this cheese muffin is barbara walters <laughs> that one actually was funny to me <laughs> actually freaking frack there are conspiracy bot and kyle brent made c bot c bot made kyle we're all just worse off for it yeah yeah that's the way that works tough but fair <laughs> David, sorry, I just took a drink and I almost choked. Anyway, <laughs> I won't get the treasure if I die. You seem uh, like the explorer type to me. I mean, Ooh. you know, you're tall, you wear a fedora from time to time, and you have a handlebar mustache, so <laughs> it just you're banging on all cylinders. You ever hunt for any treasures, even little stuff like, you know, the radio station ones? or Oh, I, I like love that? a good treasure hunt, and I actually uh, was gearing up to go treasure hunting uh, for one of the ones uh, you've you've talked about before, the Forest Finn treasure. Uh, I was I was like maybe literal months away from like actually taking part in a hunt of that, and um, and then it was found. So, womp. son of a, and that's why Finn died right afterwards. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he hung on. You motherfucker! <laughs> I only had a few years to put this off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, real quick question: What's the uh, bullwhip to fedora ratio in your wardrobe? Talking oh, about but yeah, it's it, it, you. You get a good uh, ten fedoras to to a bullwhip in this. <laughs> How often would you say you shout the phrase "This belongs in a museum"? <laughs> <laughs> Enough to be reprimanded by the law. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, before we get going, we do have an awesome addition to the episode this week. Majungus, who you've heard on here many times. We met them in sunny Los Angeles, California a few years ago at AlienCon. They just released a new album, and you can go to the show notes and follow the links to check it out and all of their stuff. But for this week, stick around after the show to hear their brand new song, Board the Spaceship. Not sure what it's about. Um... (laughs) We'll have to see. Tune Is this about drugs? 
Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's about uh, it's about doing TMT. DMT, bro. It's about doing DMT. Pull that up, Brent. Pull that up real quick. <laughs> Surprisingly, they don't suck. Wow, that's actually high praise. I, I, I'm afeard there's something behind that, but I'm not sure. <laughs> All members of a Chicago-based band were found dead. <laughs> like, son of a... That's a horrible thing to say, but it is Seabot. So anyway, before we get into the crazy treasures this week, how about a warm-up? Tell us about one way if they want to dip their toe in to stuff that they know is out there what could they well, this do this is this is something that's um pretty popular although i think it flies under the radar mm-hmm. for a lot of folks um and that is the term geocaching yeah yeah you ever heard of it i have and when i was uh, researching this stuff i talked to lisa and she was kind of like i don't know what that is and then yeah. she was kind of familiar but maybe just didn't know the the name you mm-hmm. know or whatever tell us about well it. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's something that maybe you have heard the term, but don't know what what goes on with it. Mm-hmm. Um, who uh, people who geocache, uh, geocachers, I guess, uh, participants use uh, GPS receivers or mobile devices, other navigational techniques to hide and seek containers. They call geocaches or just caches at uh, specific locations marked by coordinates all over the world. If you don't have to use a sextant to get to it, I don't want to be a part of it. I'm just throwing that you out. You could. Right now. I'm sure you could. Yeah. Look look to the skies. Uh, follow those stars. Look to the stars and you'll find starter. Thank you. Shout out 1980s, <laughs> 1990s jackets everyone wore. <laughs> <laughs> I got the Vlade sh- Divac poster. What a fucking Oh, rip-off. hell yeah. I just had the, the same Charlotte Hornets when everybody else did. <laughs> Um, no, it's, it's a fun game to get people out and exploring, you know, it, it, it's, it focuses on being outdoors and trying to learn some treasure hunting skills and sharpen the mind. I, uh, I was at a martial arts camp not too long. It was like a few years ago. What is your life, dude? (laughs) (laughs) I I did this, I did this, uh, martial arts camp and we were at this, um, there were no survivors. <laughs> we were in the jungles of Nam. Um, we no, it was this place. I gosh, Brent, I forget. You would know it. It's it's in the it's near Berwyn and and you know the mm-hmm. places we were haunting just a few years ago. Oh yeah, um, kind of kind of near Fermi and that that's that kind oh, of area. Okay, I think. Anyways, so you know the, it was it was woodsy. There was some kind of little camp there that they had, and it was this weekend of it. Anyways. Um, part of the, part of the weekend, we were just kind of going through trails and stuff. And, and there were several of these boxes that were in and around those spots. It was just little metal boxes and people are like, what are these? Are, you know, is this for rangers or something, you know, like park rangers or, and, and somebody was like, no, those are, those are geocaches. No shit. You know, people, yeah, people would, um, uh, mark the coordinates and, and go and it's kind of. My sense of it is that it, it's kind of a, um, a take a penny, leave a penny kind of thing. I, and let me let me get through it a little bit. I'll, I'll explain a little bit more. But um, they get these waterproof containers. Uh, they'll contain some kind of logbook, sometimes a pen or pencil. And when you find it, you're supposed to sign the log with your established code name and the date that you found it in order to prove after you sign it, uh, you got to place it back exactly where it was. And, um, some of them have like, um, Tupperware or something mm-hmm. or ammo boxes. These were a lot of like ammo box. They were metal, I think. 
Um, but you they they contain stuff like items for trading, toys, trinkets, something maybe sentimental, um, more more so than financial. You know, so yeah. so this isn't a way to get rich. This is just a fun activity for you to do. Um, so it's it's kind of like you could you could uh, leave something that uh, of your own in there for other people to find. I don't know if you're exactly supposed to take anything from it, but I think some um, are set up for that and some aren't is Yeah, yeah, I get the like, sense yeah. of that too. Uh so, you know, I if you wanna... what I want to <laughs> 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 My my uh my geocacher code name is No Mercy. <laughs> um <laughs> But you know, if if you like these sort of things, uh, geocaching shares a lot of aspects with uh, things like benchmarking, letterboxing, something called Munzee. Yeah, I looked that one up too, and I mean, there's all yeah, all of them are going out into the world, orienteering, orienteering. Now, uh, uh, orienteering is something that I learned through the my trivia podcast. Um, apparently. It's very popular uh, around the world, mm. um, and some some schools, like high schools and stuff, have teams that do it or, or programs That's or something. Really cool, actually. It, and, and it's about it's basically you're just dropped in the middle of nowhere with like a compass and a map, and you have to find your way back. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a very good thing for teaching skills like wilderness skills and survival and things like that. Yeah, or who um, screams like a bitch. Uh, it, yeah, or who curls up and dies in the muck, you know, like <laughs> like like real Americans. Yeah, um, there was a lot of, of things that the trig pointing, trailblazing on top of that ledge. That, that just, you know, it shares with those just to name a few. Also serial killing. Wait, what? What? Hide something or more aptly someone. Leave clues. Create ciphers. It's great for cardio also. All right. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, on that yeah, note. I wouldn't run. <laughs> I'm like, if, if you find me, I deserve to be found. Break <laughs> <laughs> uh, time. But uh, if geocaching isn't for you, well, no need to worry. It's not the geocaching hour. We're going to look into ways you can step up your treasure in a game with some real world treasures still out there, they claim. I'm not quite sure who they are, but most of these are are said to be out there. Well, all of them are said to be out there. Most of them might be. <laughs> uh, just waiting for you to get your grubby little paws, your your eager little paws on them. <laughs> that's that's all. <laughs> Jesus your, your gold hunting meat hooks. Mm, that's all coming up after this break on Hysteria 51. Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor and we use it. Rosetta Stone, they're the most trusted language learning program and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff? of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. <laughs> That's what it, it's like, what are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> 
but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else, somewhere, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer. So it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. A today. My bell isn't in front of me. I'm I fucked up. I fucked Bellus. up. You're a bell end. <laughs> I'm, I, what'd you say? What was that word? You're a bell end. Uh-oh. Uh, my, where's my uh, Nazi bell? Or no, my, uh, what, what was it called? The Glocka. The Glocka, yeah. I should call anything of mine the Nazi anything. Let's, uh, let's no, strike that no. from the record there. <laughs> let's start with Mosby's treasure. Who is that desperate for two turntables and a microphone? Mosby, not Moby, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Though I can see where he got a little confused there. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think. Okay, wait. Seabot, that's Beck, not Moby. Well, shit. See what an idiot. <laughs> All you white meat sacks sound the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair, but still, you're a loser, baby. So why don't we kill you? <laughs> uh, I think that was just his way of of saying he wasn't wrong with something. So anyway, sure, sure. Legend says. <laughs> that uh, after sneaking 10 miles into Union territory, John Singleton Mosby and his men made off with 40 Union soldiers and $350,000 in treasure. And after that, they would be stopped with the booty. Mosby and his team had the, uh, the gold under two trees, or they hid the gold under two trees that he marked with a knife. And uh, while Mosby sent two of his men to recover the gold, they were killed in transit. Spoiler. The treasure remains missing. That's hmm. a hell of a, of a story. In 1863, a Confederate ranger, that guy we were talking about, John Singleton Mosby and his group, they were guerrilla raiders. And they did really sneak into the Union territory and capture more than 40 Union troops in Fairfax, Virginia courthouse, all without firing a single shot. That's impressive. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, and on top of that, like we said, he left with uh, burlap sack stuff with what was then valued at $350,000 worth of gold, silver, jewelry, candlesticks, and other family heirlooms. Like, you know, the, the sticks that you would put the candles in. <laughs> yes, I them, know what a candlestick candles. is. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> in case you're playing a lot. Candles? Okay. What the fuck? <laughs> All them. I think they just call them candles at that point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a different time then. <laughs> uh, all these were taken from the homes of local plantation owners. So, you know. I'm kind of okay with that. Now, <laughs> just uh, the cash value in today's market is a whopping $8,520,673.79. Uh, but taking into account that the precious metals and jewels plus the added value of being part of this, we're talking about a big old payday on this one. 
Uh, and on the way back to Confederate line, Mosby was warned that Union soldiers were nearby and opted to bury uh, this sack with all the, the loot between two trees, like we said. And later he sent these men to retrieve it. They were captured, executed. Mosby himself died of complications after he underwent throat surgery in Washington, D.C., uh, in a hospital on May 30th of 1916 and was buried at the Warrington Cemetery in Warrington, Virginia. Hmm. He allegedly stated on his deathbed that there was a lot of valuable stuff waiting in Virginia countryside somewhere and he wished he'd had gotten it. Now, is it true? Quite possibly. And as far as scholars and researchers know, Mosby himself never went back. Uh, so the hidden treasure could still be out there or it could have been picked up by someone and they never uh, reported it. Had mm, you heard about or, that one before? Uh, no, but you know, it's got tenants of a lot of um, the stories of this type where, and, and oddly enough, a lot of it revolves around the civil war. I think mm. we're going to get to another one later, but um, it's kind of, uh, for some reason, the civil war really, springs uh stories like this forth you know uh, um there's always union gold or yeah. confederate gold and blah 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 it's all it, these legends born out of it and i i gotta think at some point it might be something like wishful thinking you know mm-hmm. where people involved told stories oh you know there was a big old wagon of gold meant to uh bolster the the confederates um yep. supplies or whatever and uh, and it got lost along the way, so it my grandpappy told me. Seen again, mm-hmm. you know those, uh, and it just got passed down through the year, or just straight up made up. Yeah, <laughs> straight up made up, and um, <laughs> just kind of repeated. I don't know. That's also one of his geocaching names: straight up made up. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on, a little bit different here. Why don't you tell us about the old Ozark treasure cave, aka old Spanish treasure cave? I like caves that have multiple names. Mm. Oh, yes, the Marty Bird Cash. Wrong Ozark there, Tchotchke. Mm. He's not firing on all cylinders this week. Uh, <laughs> tell us about that one, David. Legend says that in northwest Arkansas, the old Ozark treasure was buried over 350 years ago as Spanish settlers hid gold when they were fleeing from Native Americans in the area. And this cave was sealed up until it was rediscovered in 1885 by an quote-unquote old Spaniard from Madrid. Uh, he went by the name Doc Brown. <laughs> 1885. Killed over a matter of $80. Yeah. The legend apparently led this guy to two maps, one on a tree and another on a rock. Neither these maps nor the treasure, which is estimated today at, you know, I don't know, $40 million, <laughs> give, or, give or take, have ever been found. Um uh, I'll just leave this map here, one on a tree and another on a rock. That'll work, right? That's all we need. That's that would be. I mean, I the more I think about it, that that would mean that it was carved into that yeah, stuff yeah. as opposed to just like uh, a little piece of parchment and a yeah. knife stuck through it, <laughs> or, or a a memory and a prayer. <laughs> yeah, uh, thoughts and prayers. There have been um, other intriguing things found in the area, such as helmets, pieces of armor, weapons from that period. Yeah, they know that those people were actually there, you know, and, and yeah. you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, a few gold coins have also been reported because, yeah. um, yeah. you know, the, people don't, they can't possibly have dropped anything just yeah. walking. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Spaniard 
from Madrid did not stay long due to ill health. So, you know, no treasure for him. Mm -hmm. But um, the legend was kept alive by one George Dunbar, who continued searching for the treasure for many years, but he too got ill health, had to Mm -hmm. give up. Um, That's, the, I feel like we're watching uh, Oak Island Mystery. Like everyone gets sick yeah. and dies or something terrible happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, the curse of this thing is heating up. Yeah. Um, the cave itself apparently was finally opened to the public in the 1930s after several other failed attempts to find the treasure. Mm. So the Maybe some dumbass will wander in here and kick it over. <laughs> Bring in the, 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 the public. Let them The let rubes. Them yeah. Release the rubes. <laughs> the hunt still goes on today because, surprisingly, the cave has never been fully explored and new territories are charted every year. That's crazy. Um, that's actually really it, crazy to me. I mean, that's it's not too foregone a conclusion because um mm-hmm. you know if you think of mammoth cave in kentucky yeah. it's just the biggest cave system i think in the world mm-hmm. and it's barely been explored so it's not it, just it, a clever Spelunking's name. hard yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah for sure um and then you gotta clean up afterwards and you gotta have a <laughs> conversation yeah it's spelunking's terrible <laughs> Uh, oh. The old Spanish treasure cave is t- <laughs> Which very is what I original. like to spelunk into. <laughs> oh that's, my that's God. what I call my bathroom. Uh, it's still open to the public, offering guided tours throughout the year. You can pan for gemstones and crystals and fossils. Um, and th- those are, you know, other things. It's, it's an attraction now. It's yeah. a tourist attraction. The cave stays at a constant 56 degrees year round, which mm. is pretty cool. And... <laughs> They apparently show movies in there, (laughs) you know, one of which was Goonies. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually really cool that they, they do shit like that. And, uh, it is always fun. You go into those caves in the summertime and they're always like 56 or 58 degrees. They always stay just like the same, no matter where you're at, uh, $40 million. That's a, that's a lot of scratch. Mm -hmm. That'll buy you a lot of, uh, Spanish treasure caves to spelunk into. That'll be a good down payment on a home. Yeah, yeah, you can almost uh, pay that and your taxes if you live in Chicagoland. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, moving on a little bit here to uh, a a, a different kind of of stash here, a more different. Yeah, Ted Billion's (laughs) silver stash. I. Sorry about the pause there. I waited because I was waiting for snark from Seabot like the last two times. Something wrong that he was going to say? No need for snark. I found this years ago. There it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. um, Ted Binion was a casino mogul who was murdered in 1998 by his wife and her lover. Ooh. The elusive reverse OJ. How true. Ooh, the old J-O. <laughs> reverse OJ. Ted, what is, what is with this dude's name Ted that sounds... Binion. Like Benny Binion. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm. I guess I'm thinking Paul Bunyan, or uh, some. Yeah. I, but I don't know. Ted Binion. It sounds like just off enough. He had a giant green ox. So very different character. <laughs> very different character. <laughs> oh, he was. He, yeah. he was tidy. He was. He was a very short he had a man. Sized. He, had a he couldn't chop a tree ox. down to save his soul. <laughs> One one uh, flapjack was all it needed to to slake his hunger. <laughs> That's it. It was the damnedest thing. <laughs> so old old Teddy. So he bought the p- 
Paul Rump property. P A H R U M P. That is a fun word. Oh sure. He, he bought that on June thirtieth. It's a fun place. I've heard. <laughs> Play with my Pahrump. <laughs> Hey, stick your treasure in my Pahrump property. Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, isn't that where the bunny ranch is supposed to, to be? I mean, if it's not, I fucking hope so. Um, <laughs> so he bought this treasure, or this, this treasure, he bought this property on June 30th, 97, but died under, as we said, sup- suspicious circumstances in Las Vegas just seven months later. His death was ruled an overdose, then reclassified as a homicide. Why? Because you see, days after his death, more than 24 tons of silver bars that Binion had stashed in a vault on his uh, Parump home were stolen, plus a bunch of gold and diamonds and jewelry and all this shit. Then in 2000, a jury found the couple guilty of first-degree murder, but in 03, both were acquitted of the murder. Uh, but they were convicted of charges related to silver, gold, and diamond theft, as you do. Okay. Uh, um, if the diamond doesn't fit, you must acquit. Uh, that was a famous <laughs> thing from their case. He died from an overdose of murder. <laughs> murder, my only weakness. <laughs> Some of this treasure has been recovered, but it's believed that millions of dollars of silver are buried somewhere on the Pahrump, Nevada ranch. And some believe all the silver and other valuables have been recovered, but others, they like to fight it over in bars, I'm sure, think a buried <laughs> fortune of hidden treasure remains somewhere on or more likely under his former property. And uh, even the local district attorney back in 2000, this cat named David Roger, uh, he's got a firsty firsty, told the mm-hmm. local news that the possibility of finding buried treasure on the ranch is about a five on a scale of one to 10. I would have said 50, 50, but you know, he, <laughs> he, uh, he blows by his own wind there. Not, so. not talking about percentages. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, because he comes out and says this, people start digging on the land, looking for, for all the fucking shit. It's called trespassing baby. And, uh, the property sold in March of 2022, just not that long ago. For one point nine million, maybe a bargain, hmm. depending on uh, how much you do excavating out there. You uh, want to go trespass? Do you think it's still out there, or is this one of those where if they stole it, it was gone? I doubt anything's there, but you know, I've I've been wrong plenty of times in my life. I, I feel the same way. Like you know, this just this one feels like. If they knew what they were doing, they had other people involved that got that money out, especially mm-hmm. since they were, you know, acquitted <laughs> of that murder three years later. So interesting one. Uh, I, I don't know if I would just straight up go digging. Right. Right. You know, so. But if you did own the property, wouldn't that be in the back of your mind all the time? Well, I would definitely do it. Well, then. it's yeah. five o'clock time for my nightly hole digging. <laughs> <laughs> my nightly hole digging. That's a, mm-hmm, anyway. <laughs> John right. Cougar Mellencamp. Yeah, yeah. Quick break so we can pay some bills uh, until we find all of this buried treasure. Then it's, uh, <laughs> it's ad free Hysteria 51 from then on. But we'll <laughs> be back with more loot legends after this break on Hysteria 51. Mm-mm. 
Mm-mm-mm. We are back. Gar, Brent, do you know what we be missing? Well, if I'm judging by the accent, uh, clowns? <laughs> Tis true! <laughs> Let me squirt you in the face with me flower! <laughs> Shake me hands. Not so hard next time, you mate. (laughs) We're missing pirates. And today, as we record this, as the crow flies, it is uh, National Talk Like a Pirate Day. Oh, is it really? There you go. It is. Holy shit. Doesn't it feel like when I said this topic, they'd be all pirates, but yet here we are with really the first pirate legend in this of, (laughs) of treasure. So, yeah. Yeah, it's been nothing but American douchebags up until this point. <laughs> pirates, Captain Kidd's treasurer. Ooh. Uh, I say pirate, but Captain Kidd began as a privateer and quickly went off the rails. Privateer just means you could be a pirate, legal but pirate. I back you. You know, it's you're illegal, backed by yeah, a, a it's flag. It's legal piracy. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, That's like you, why I don't know. If people know this, but John, whenever he had sex with a prostitute, used to always film it and say, "You can't take me. We're making a porno." You can ask him about that; but he'll probably deny it. You know how John is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he he learned the hard way. <laughs> so did she. Uh, so you oh. see, uh, Kid was a resident of New York City when he mm. traveled to England. Rope. In 1695, in search of a commission in the Royal Navy. He was born around 1645 in Scotland, and afterwards he commanded a privateer ship, which means, uh, again, a government-sanctioned piracy against ships of enemy countries. Uh, And he was pretty successful in the Caribbean. He established himself as a wealthy and politically connected colonist. So, um... As, as as we all know, the waters between Sandy Hook and New York City were infested with pirates and French privateers, you know, mm-hmm. as you do. All fair game for him to take on because, you know, well, at the time he was a privateer. It, it was legal. Yeah. his bonafide. Actually, his crew was going to mutiny against him if he didn't become a pirate, like go <laughs> off. Of, and he's like, all right. And that's <laughs> literally, he's like, they're like, we, we want to kill everyone. And he's like, yeah bastards i'm in you son of a bitch i'm in <laughs> so he and his crew amassed treasure while patrolling the atlantic and are said to have hidden some of it in the cliffwood beach area of new jersey i fucking love new jersey somehow i believe that actually somehow i believe that also that that would be his stomping ground doesn't he just feel like jersey shore a little bit sure anyway i could i couldn't <laughs> get behind that now it was hidden but never reclaimed because when he reached Boston, Kidd was arrested by the new governor and imprisoned. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he he didn't get the 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 governor didn't get the memo. Yeah, um, I'm a patsy. I'm a <laughs> yar. I'm a patsy. <laughs> <laughs> now at that time, he claimed to have hidden a treasure of forty thousand British pounds, but the rumor mill was a turning and put his missing treasure at four. Hundred thousand wow. pounds. That's a lot of bread. That's a lot of uh, you know loot. I don't know treasure. You figure you know gold and silver and I'm sure it wasn't spices and shit like the candlesticks. <laughs> it was all in sugar. Yeah, I, I buried it. What? <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Either way, only 10,000 pounds was ever recovered, and it was sent to Ingoland along with Kidd in early 1700. Yeah, yeah. Now, he was given a quick trial before the Admiralty Court. He was found guilty of the murder of William Moore and of piracy and was sentenced to be publicly hanged. Mm-hmm. Kind of bullshit, I guess. He maintained his innocence to the end. Um, I mean, he was pretty well sanctioned to mm-hmm. do most of this stuff. Yeah. So they yeah. told him. But, you know, pirates. And promised to retrieve his treasure to give it to his backers and and the government if they would only release him with a ship. <laughs> but, you know, a womp womp. Um, whether he was telling the truth or just trying to save his neck, you know, we'll never know. Yeah, but they killed that motherfucker. Bye-bye. They, they yeah. got him. Um, and, and they weren't kidding. Uh, many times loot has been found, but uh, people still search for the missing kid treasure to this day. Uh, he's been tied to Oak Island, hasn't he? Yes. He was one of the, one of the people that they felt that he sailed up there possibly. Um, but that's a, a, a hell of a contraption if, with all the stuff that they put in there to keep people. Yeah. Away. I don't, um, you know, he might've been in those waters, but I don't think he would have been his treasure, but Hey, you know, everyone I've probably been linked to the Oak Island <laughs> somehow <laughs> we all know Seabot was there so you know you never know what's going on it, they, they found a lot of treasure you know so maybe they found his and the th- other thing is a lot of these you gotta wonder maybe people just didn't say anything you know what I mean? Or, you mean you know, found it and didn't say? Found it and, you know, weren't like, look what I found. Why is everyone trying to kill me now? You know? True. Um, what would you do if you found a, a just a, a chest of gold? What what would you do? I guess it would depend on where I found it. But um, I wouldn't. I know you're supposed to come forward, but depending on where I found it, I think I would take it home and... Uh, work on turning it into somewhere that, you know, for smelting or something like that too. I might make my own home smelting and reburn. It depends on what it is. Again, if it's valuable pieces, I'm not going to do that, but it's just chunks of gold. Uh, make it so that I don't have to uh, really claim it to other people. Sure. Just like um, if I won the lottery, I'm not going to let people know. There'd be clues. <laughs> but I wouldn't come out and tell people. You driving around in the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile yeah, with gun turrets? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> um, that's the thing. Like, if someone found this, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And and even if you keep it quiet, keep st- you know, take it home. You've got this box full of gold coins. Then what? Like, well, do you do you have to find a fence? Do you try to yeah. auction it? Do you melt it down and try to turn it in? People are going to ask where that came from. You know, like, how how are you supposed to get rich from this stuff? Yeah. Well, look at the Laginas when they were doing stuff and they actually started to find things on Oak Island. Canada tried to change their terms to where, well, things that are found belongs to Canada. Yep. They had to lobby against that because people get dollar signs and greedy. You know, their dollar signs dance in their eyes when any mm-hmm. of the, hey, we're going to let you guys spend millions of dollars. But when you're done and you find something, well, guess what? Uh his majesty, <laughs> the king now, uh, gets his tithings uh, over yonder in the pond, right. uh, across the pond. Right. Another reason to absolutely keep uh, tight, tight-lipped about it, because, yeah. yeah, any government would just be like, that's mine now. Right, right. And you couldn't do anything about it. 
Uh, moving on a little bit, we're going to do uh, keep changing up the format on these. I wanted to try to make them as, as different as I could. The Beal Ciphers. Mm-hmm. Thomas J. Beal left a box with a friend that was to be opened in 10 years' time if Bill had not returned. Well, his friend was kind of like me, and you fast forward 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> he just let it sit with no sign of Beal. And he opens up and he discovered three ciphers inside the box. Speaking of boxes, I have a box I would like you to open, David. It's a fun puzzle box. Is it called the Lament Configuration? Maybe. Pass. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not touching any of Seabot's boxes. You can't fault a guy for trying, right? Um According to Beale, uh, he and his men had found treasure in a mine north of Santa Fe. They moved the treasure to Bedford County, Virginia, where it still waits to be found, <laughs> or so says legend. You just need to crack some ciphers to live a life of luxury. That's all you got to do. Sure. So the friend easy, Beale easy. left. Yeah, easy fucking peasy. I mean, you know, hey, the friend Beale left the box with couldn't decipher the papers inside, only figuring out. One was about the contents of the treasure, and they published the Beale Papers, and it was a pamphlet because every fucking mystery, cult, you name it, needs a pamphlet. That is, <laughs> that is fucking, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? That is just ba- what, basic. insert whatever you're doing 101, make a fucking yeah. pamphlet. Uh, <laughs> but it was aimed to spread news to the treasurer, or of the treasure as far as possible, basically crowdsourcing the the ciphers Mm -hmm. or deciphering the ciphers because he couldn't do it. David, why don't you uh, tell us what the decoded cipher reads? All right. I have deposited in the county of Bedford, (laughs) about four miles from Buford's, in an excavation or vault, six feet below the surface of the ground, the following articles belonging jointly to the parties whose names are given in number three herewith. The first deposit consisted of 1014 pounds of gold and 3812 pounds of silver, deposited November 1819. The second was made December 1821, and consisted of 1,907 pounds of gold and 1,288 of silver, also jewels obtained in St. Louis in exchange to save transportation and valued at $13,000. The above is securely packed in iron pots with iron covers. The vault is roughly lined with stone, and the vessels rest on solid stone and are covered with others. Paper number one describes the exact locality of the vault so that no difficulty will be had in finding it. Spoiler, there's been difficulty. (laughs) (laughs) Since the publication of that pamphlet, a number, everything's a number, I guess, but a number of attempts have been made to decode the two remaining ciphers and to locate the treasures, but they've all failed. No one can fucking Hmm. figure out what they say. Since no one can seem to decipher them, Many people call BS on this whole thing, but hmm. maybe they're just too dumb and you hold the key to unlocking the mystery yourselves out there as you're listening. So, you know, more power to you. And uh, if you do, don't forget us when you're rich and famous. And I don't mean send <laughs> assassins. Remember us as in like, here's here's a, a dollar a month to listen to the Patreon or something. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm not, I, I, I kind of overstated that because um, they say it's only worth 
$254,053 today. But if it was all those pounds of gold, right? I don't, it would be way more than that. But there's conjecture of what was held or what he could have had and stuff like that. Or it could be like $2 billion, you know, if it was really. <laughs> so who knows? It's a, uh, it's a crazy one out there. Um, and at least, uh, at least there's papers to work on to keep you going. Uh, and it's, it's so convenient that they only deciphered the second one that you need the first and third one to actually figure anything out. Mm, <laughs> That's so. true. What's this your, is, on um, a scale of one to 10, <laughs> how true do you think that one is? This one, I, you know, I'd give it a two. <laughs> um, on a scale of one to 10, four, sir. Four. <laughs> Uh, this is between, uh, in Virginia, it's between Roanoke and Lynchburg. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually did a theater internship in Roanoke. I, I'm sure I must have driven by this treasure numerous times. Right. Um, or over top of it. Who knows? Or over top of it. I, I don't know. But that Bedford County is pretty big. Um, there's a lot of hills. It's very pretty in that area. But there's a lot of places it could be if if you just say it's, it's buried in Bedford County. It's back in the holler. For sure. Yeah. Like, it, it could be anywhere. And, you know, people have ruined their lives looking for this. Yes. There, um, you a can lot of look these at people. Videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can look at videos on, on YouTube of people who have sought this treasure out and they, they have sunk so much money and time and effort into this that they've basically ruined their lives. and. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's nowhere to be found. Yeah, you're right. You know, so uh, great way to leave your family and, you know, your wife and children. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go find treasure, baby. Yep. You know, it's, it's a lot more classy than saying you're going out for cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> David, tell me about Nazis. Well, I'll tell you what. There's a lake that's full of treasure. <laughs> Nazi treasure. It's the lake toplitz nazi treasure section there it is the nazi portion i was beginning to worry because you hadn't mentioned these fuck sticks in a while if you if you talk treasure you're gonna talk nazis and i don't even know if it's fair to call it treasure because it's fucking stolen stuff from other people Uh, it's yeah ill-gotten gains Uh, yeah exactly Anyways, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lake Toplitz is situated in dense mountain forest in the Austrian Alps, uh, another beautiful area. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, take note, there's no oxygen below a depth of 20 meters in the lake, interestingly That's enough. Yeah. The shore served as a Nazi naval testing station from 1943 to 44, and towards the end of the war, they began sinking containers and other items into the lake. Yeah, and that they know is true. Like, there's no question if that did happen. There really was a testing site. They really did sink things. And yeah. it's an incredibly inhospitable lake. Yeah. Hmm. Um, a small amount of this stuff was recovered, including millions of dollars worth of fake currency for the Allied nations. Yeah. That was under Operation Bernard. Yeah, that was actually really cool. Like, well, not really cool, but it's cool that they found this to, to be able to, to know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And um, and that that was in 1959. After the war, uh, investigators recovered 700 million pounds of counterfeit notes. I mean, at that point, zero pound, right? You know, zero um, zero dollars worth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that Hitler had planned on using to sabotage Britain's economy from the lake. <laughs> That's it, yeah, just like they're just going to interject way too much money at the time to the table. Yeah, like man, they were fighting war on all fronts. 
Yeah. Like just uh, crazy, you know, so it yeah, yeah, the 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 battlefield changes over the years yeah. and you know, you see it today with uh, social media is a huge battlefield mm, now. Right. And very effective. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But uh, many scholars believe that they also sank millions worth of actual gold, diamonds, and art, including amber room panels and plenty more. Uh, You've you heard remember of the what amber the amber room? room? Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the, the famous uh, room of gold uh, mm. that the Nazis had. Now, is that in. Um, in addition to or in conjunction with the, the gold train that they supposedly so buried. So that, that's supposedly just straight up buried, the Nazi gold train or treasure train or whatever they want mm-hmm. to call it. This is a separate thing. But, um, you know, they've also said that part of the Amber Room is in there. And I think anytime you have Nazi loot, they're like, oh, yeah, and the Amber Room's involved. <laughs> you know, sure. so uh, interestingly, you used to dance at the Amber Room outside of Tulsa. I did. And uh, inception-wise, my name was Amber when I danced. <laughs> Welcome to Sometimes my room. I went by Sapphire. <laughs> uh, he worked at this really interesting strip club outside of uh, Walla Walla, Washington, too, that only could be named after 1940s housewives' names. You dance under Ruth, Midge, uh-huh. and Marge uh, for a time there. <laughs> Up at the stage next, we've got Hilda. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to break out those ones for Gladys. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget to break out those bits. (laughs) Two bits appreciated. (laughs) 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 What the hell? Was that uh, Dido? What was that? (laughs) Just see about insert some terrible 1940s music they would play in the room. Uh I'm on break. I thought you were doing. I was sitting in my studio listening to David talk of stripping. Anyway, I forget who sang that. Dido is just the one that came to mind. Yeah, whatever. Some nineties female artist. Anyways, Tom's Diner by Suzanne Vega. You walk. Please don't talk about my Midge days. The others are fine, but not Midge. <laughs> they did shit like this all the time yeah. and it was disgusting. Yes. Um yes. this uh, so the speculation is furthered by the fact that uh, a layer of sunken logs was placed within the lake which, you know, you can't see through mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it makes diving near impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Booby traps. That's what I said. <laughs> Booby traps like <laughs> data. So yeah. <laughs> but not really traps, more like just Endurances. Just in the way, yeah. Just, same yeah, people that yeah, did obstacles. Uh, same thing that did Oak Island. Just you know those those logs every every few meters. There's logs, logs, man. And I don't know if you know yeah. this, but it also it's really hard to breathe in there because of all the coconut fiber. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so some divers have actually lost their lives trying to uncover this mystery, and uh, one diver claims to have even seen a sunken aircraft below the layer of logs. That's interesting. And then, you know, this is 300 feet down, which I, that's entirely possible. Yeah. Yeah, you're exactly right. Absolutely. None of this sounds out out of the, the norm. Yeah. No. Here's no. what's out of the norm. How much are we talking is down there, well, they say, is lost that they think was at this site. So according to they, <laughs> it was about 5.6 
billion dollars with a fucking B. Yeah, yeah. Five point six bildos. This is the underneath big daddy. the water. Uh, yeah. And uh, you know, if you find it, you probably get nothing, nor should you, because it should go back to the rightful owners, or you know, to pay for still Nazi war crimes and stuff like. You would get a lot. Give me a percentage of that, and uh, we're, sure, we're good. We're good, <laughs> but. Um, if there was art and stuff, well, how how good could the art still be? But um, uh, it's actually it was it was Nazi geocaching. <laughs> they, <laughs> they just put it in Tupperware. It's yeah, fine. it's 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 absolutely perfect. Speaking of Tupperware, totally changed subject. I've just started the old series Erie, Indiana. Did you ever watch that? I see. I've seen a few episodes. It's been a long time. One of the first, I think, it was the first episode. I'm a few in. So I'm forgetting which order it was. Was when the uh, the mother and the kids slept in Tupperware, <laughs> so they never aged. And at oh, the end, yeah. the kids like snuck out. They wanted to age, and they like opened the Tupperware, so they aged, and they were like forty years old. And the mom was like a decrepit old lady. So yeah, Nazis. It's, it's like uh, Twilight Zone for kids. Yeah, right. You know, with its own little twist. It's a lot of fun. Uh, go watch Erie, Indiana, the kids. Hey, <laughs> and moving on. Finally, I had to throw in one that you all have heard of. We've even t- covered it on here, but. Uh, we wouldn't be talking about treasure if we didn't talk about this one. D.B. Cooper's lost a treasure. One of the most notorious hijackers in history. One of the only un the or the only unsolved hijacking in history in America. D.B. Cooper, not even the correct name he used, but why spoil a good story? Made <laughs> off with that's Dan Cooper. Uh, made off with two hundred thousand dollars on November twenty fourth, nineteen seventy one. My birthday, uh, thank you very much. Different year, but my birthday, <laughs> uh, which is a, a recurring theme, it seems like, on this show. Uh, after taking control of the Northwest Orient Airlines Flight 305, the guy who called himself Cooper abandoned the hijacked plane by way of parachute, has not been seen since. Now, mm. we say $200,000. Some of the cash was recovered, um, and you can go back and listen to our episode on it. Uh, so what episode was that, Seabot? Episode 48. Thank you very much. Uh, on February 10th of 1980, eight-year-old Brian Ingram was vacationing with his family on the Columbia River at a beachfront known as Tina Bar. It's about nine <laughs> miles or 14 kilometers downstream from Vancouver, Washington, and about uh, 20 miles or 32 kilometers southwest of Ariel. And he found three packs of the ransom cash totaling $5,800. Uh, he was raking the uh, riverbank to build a campfire and was like, well, what the fuck is this? <laughs> well, he probably didn't say that. He was eight years old. <laughs> uh, but he, I don't know. Hey, what the fuck? Wow, fuck. Dad, get the fuck over here. <laughs> Got my, I'm from Washington. <laughs> uh, the bills, not to be surprised, were in bad shape from exposure to the elements. Uh, they were still bundled in rubber bands. And if you want to look online, you can find pictures of these. They were toe up, but... Uh, the FBI technicians confirmed that the money was indeed portion of the ransom because they looked at the, the, in, you know, the, the bills still had the numbers on them mm-hmm. and they still had tracked all the numbers, that, all the bills that they had given to him to know if it was ever used two packets, of hundred twenty dollars bills each and a third packet of 90 all arranged in the same order as when given to Cooper, meaning they'd never been using them. They were still in the order. Mm-hmm. Did he drop it? Did what happened? Who knows? Investigators have speculated that the 1980 eruption of Mount St. Helens could have obliterated any of the other physical clues or money. 
But hmm. some say, well, he made it and lived and he dropped some of those while escaping. Some say he died and those were just remnants. Where do you hmm. fall on that? I would think that he would have died and some of this stuff just blew away in the wind as he was parachuting down or mm -hmm. busted open when he hit the ground and got washed downstream, something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and maybe he didn't, um, maybe he didn't hit the ground. Maybe he hit a tree or something or got yeah. hung up or I don't know. I, it's, it's a tough thing to, uh, survive something like that. But, um, it's entirely possible that the contents could have spilled or at least some of them got away yeah. and then, you yeah. know, ended up where they were because of the elements. Well, if you're feeling froggy and want to go camping, you can go to this area and do some raking and maybe you can find it. Uh, but surely uh, people have done this, right? Right, right, right. And <laughs> a lot of people, but you know, uh, just make sure Mount St. Helens doesn't, uh, erupt again, or you might find yourself in a devolution type situation from from max brooks his book because then the uh the sasquatch are gonna come eat you <laughs> another episode that we had talked about devolution with max brooks uh anyway are these true we don't know are some hoaxes maybe hard to say for sure until someone finds shit and sets the record straight but that's part of the fun of exploring or hunting for treasure unless you let it take over your life like you said earlier this has completely ran amok of some people's life don't let it do that and it can be a fun thing to do as a hobby right it's probably the same feeling people with a gambling addiction get yeah um you're just you're waiting for that big score it's just around the bend you know just keep trying keep putting in the effort and this and that until you're just a husk of a person it's a terrible thing to get bit by this bug that hard but um, as in the case with uh, Forrest Finn and the Finn's treasure, it can be fun and a way to get outdoors and enjoy nature uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, as well. You know, like his whole thing was he was encouraging people to get out and experience the outdoors and, you know, uh, come out of the basically coast, have a few laughs, <laughs> basically be um, be Boy Scouts in a way, you know, it's. Uh, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, get outside, get back to nature, connect with it. And even if you don't, you know, find something like this, you've um, enjoyed the the great outdoors. Kind of a, I, I don't know, it, it his his motivations for doing that are a, a little bit like, I know what's best and, you know, yeah. listen to me like we used to do in the old days kind of thing. But, <laughs> right. you know, that's there's- what I there's... want everyone to do. Listen to me. If it takes me paying you off, that's fine. Listen <laughs> to me. That's basically it. Um, and, you know, not everybody gets their joy from that sort of stuff, but um, whatever. I get my kicks from the waist up, honey. We're talking about 80 <laughs> songs. <laughs> one night in Bangkok and the world's your oyster. Um, but you know, there's, there's a, a little bit of truth to that. If you aren't bitten so hard by the bug and want to do this for fun, it is a great way to get outside and, and enjoy wilderness and, you know, go hunting and try to put on your detective cap. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff that that's really fun about it. Just don't let it consume you and be everything in your whole personality because then you're in trouble. Yep. Or you're, you're that weird guy in town that you know is fun to have a drink with at the bar one of the two one of the also two. 
Uh, have a plan for what happens if you do find it. No shit. <laughs> Figure no it out. Shit. Do your homework. Ah, oh, fuck. It really is 19 tons of gold. What do I do now? Exactly. Like, how do you, how are you supposed to transport it? What, wait, like where, uh, where are you going to get the, I don't, it, you need, you need the money in order to, to retrieve the money. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you guys work on a... It's a terrible paradox. <laughs> yeah, right? I'll pay you afterwards. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> right. Where did you say you need us? Fuck. Do it alone. <laughs> yeah, right. That's another thing. Do it alone. You will yeah. get back... To, like, how many... How many stories are there of people who find stuff like this and then just get backstabbed immediately? Yeah. Even by their most trusted compadre. Well, that's because you trust people. You, you the proverbial, you, the people out there doing it. Yeah, you're right. And they would never... Dude, hey, where are you going? What the? Uh, where'd you get a gun? <laughs> that's, that's how that shit works, unfortunately. So yeah, the the true treasure is not the friends you made along the way. Yeah, fuck that noise. It's the fucking cash. <laughs> Tre- treasure is the true treasure. <laughs> Money might not buy happiness, but you can rent the fuck out of it. I just want you to know that <laughs> right now. Anyway, kids, what treasures did we not cover that you're like? What dumb pieces of ace uh didn't cover xyz tell us what you would have, have covered in this and maybe we'll do another episode on a few more there was literally there's a dozens of, yeah we just, uh-huh. i just picked a few that were different to put together for this because it was a lot of fun um tell us well you can tell us by hopping on facebook looking up hysteria nation that's our discussion group we have a ton of different topics on there all the time we have a lot of blast also facebook.com slash hysteria 51 pod that's our regular page and you can tweet to us at hysteria 51 pod you can go to patreon patreon.com slash hysteria 51 you can also join in our discord server and talk to us there we have links to that in the show notes and voicemail 773-669-7277 again 773-669-7277 or just go to hysteria 51.com our website and there is a microphone click it Leave us a voicemail through there, easy peasy lemon squeezy, and you'll be the hero of everyone you know, except for the people that left their wives and children to go (laughs) exploring for treasure that never came back again. David, what you got going on in the blurry, quizzy worlds of of yours? Same stuff uh, as as usual. We're doing... um episodes blurryphotos.org and just search for blurry photos more paranormal stuffs uh and some storytelling narration things like that uh quizbangpod.com search for quiz quiz bang bang that's trivia that you might enjoy learn something with that learnings for suckers tell you that right now (laughs) i hey kanye west came out this week and said he's never read a book in his life so why do i need to learning is for suckers that's really he's also trying to start a school you know, for children. And he's like, I don't read readings for dummies, you know? So, Hey, yep. I'll tell you what's not for dummies. Majungus music right after the end of the show, board the spaceship by, and it's B O A R D not B O R E D for those playing a lot at home. So, you know, it slaps that's coming up after the end of the show. So with that said, I've been Brent. I've been David. He's been conspiracy, Bot. stay woke meat sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. We'll be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh. 
If it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite, join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint. Come aboard the spaceship, let's play. I will be your captain for the Till our home planet comes inside